Hi, everyone, and welcome to the PhD2B podcast, a podcast where we talk about graduate school. My name is Natalie, and on today's episode, I have a special guest, and me and my special guests are going to talk about planning a conference as a graduate student. We hope you enjoy today's episode. guest on today's episode. Dallas is currently at work and I reached out to my friend Sean a couple weeks ago and I was like, Sean, do you want to be on the podcast? Because Mark's been on the podcast, Kayla's been on the podcast, and then you three have been on the podcast together. But Sean, you were missing and so here you are. Hi, Sean. Hello, Natalie. It's so great to see you. And um, by the way, hello to uh, Dallas as well. Sorry, Dallas, I missed you. Hi, Dallas. We miss you. Um, it's okay. She'll be on the next episode. It's 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 fine. All right. So I'm sure some of you remember when I talked about the conference, when I went back to Oklahoma State this past April, talked about the Southern Plains Conference and how great it was and just our experiences and all those types of things. Sean was the brains behind that operation. And so that's why I brought it on, brought him on today. So Sean, you are the graduate student coordinator, correct? Correct. Yes, I am. I, I started it this past year and I'm going to do it again this year at Oklahoma State. Yep. And so in your position as graduate student coordinator, you get to plan this conference. Is that right? Yes, it is. Awesome. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've, I also have a lot of help. Um, I work with a fantastic professor, um, Dr. Steph Link, and she's done um, conferences before. So I had her to work along with, and I also had a team. Um, I had a conference chair. I had um, so a couple social chairs. I had social media chairs. And um, and I also had a treasure and 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 they were all great and it worked out. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was so fun to be there. And so it's nice to know that on today's episode, we're going to get a behind the scenes. So if we could start maybe a little bit a year before, I guess so you so you've been doing this for a year. So previous to this past year. So how did you even get the position of graduate student coordinator? Yeah, great question. Um, and I'm trying to think back. Um, so a year ago, I guess this would have been, um, yeah, spring of 2022, um, we had a conference online um, at Oklahoma State English Department, and uh, and 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 it was pretty small. Um, you know, we had uh, for like. Um, a keynote speaker, we reached out to a, um, somebody who had graduated a couple years ago and just had a book. And I think we had about like six or eight panels. And it was, again, it was all online. And and I participated in that. And I know some other people participated in it too. I know Mark DeFrucio <clears throat> wasn't one of them. And, um, and I participated in one with Raquel Salvini. 
And uh, and, and I thought it was cool and, and it was small, but I think it got our English department interested, especially the professors. And I know um, the professors wanted to take that online conference and make it a bigger conference the following year. And they needed help with that. <clears throat> and they needed a grad student to kind of like oversee that and work with other grad students and kind of be like the liaison between the, the staff and, and, and the grad students. And um, yeah, and I, I believe they created this position called grad student coordinator. And I might be wrong, they might've created it a year before, but but they pretty much made it like, you know, um, a position, um, you know, that you got paid for it <laughs> and you didn't have to teach a class instead. Uh, so um, I saw that they had the grad student coordinator position available and I applied for it um, and I got it. And, and I thought that was really cool. And I think if you are gonna, uh, by the way, do you guys have a grad student coordinator at TCU? We do not. Um, I, the closest thing I could think would be maybe the assistant director of comp, just because we are a smaller program. But I know that even at Oklahoma State, they have like ADs, which do the same thing. But no, I really don't think we have anything like that. Yeah, so it is it is really cool that y'all have that specifically yeah. for, for these reasons, which you're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's definitely different from an AD. Um, yeah, like ADs obviously are, you know, they're, 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 they're certain, they, they work in certain sections of the department where I think grad student coordinator, you're, you're pretty much working with all the grad students. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think of Dr. Link's title. She is the grad student... I can't remember. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on what it is. She's not she's not the director of grad studies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she is. Well, there you yeah. go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. I, I believe that is it. Um, so the director of so yeah, this would be a student position that falls right under right under that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we yeah. definitely don't have that at TCU. Yeah, and I would say I think it's a cool position. I think it's something maybe looking into. Um um, and if you wanted to do it, you know, I, I, I think um, you need to be um, obviously organized. <laughs> I think you need to be patient um, because you're emailing a lot of people back and forth and sometimes you have to wait and so on. Um, I think you got to be really positive and always be looking for, you know, saying good things. I think you need to be kind of a people person. Um, and I know that's not for everybody sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, but I think, you know, if, if you like to reach out and talk to a bunch of different people, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and I used to be a, a former teacher, um, an English teacher. And, um, so I was always used to like talking to other teachers as, as well as students and admin and parents and so on. So I think, I think that helped me um you know make the leap into being a grad student coordinator and being able to talk to a lot of people and on top of that uh Sean is very likable <laughs> Sean's very likable he's very personable so um I mean I feel like he's perfect for the position I think everybody loves Sean so it's like great um did you interview for this position so 
because did this replace I'm asking two questions but did this replace a class that you had to teach or did this replace both of the classes good or question is this, is this additional yeah, yeah uh yeah good question sorry to cut you off um um by the way you are very personable <clears throat> as well um yes thanks. so and everybody likes Natalie so thanks uh, I appreciate Natalie's that. got the TCU thing and the OSU thing going you know friends of both <laughs> um but uh so the grad student coordinator position is it you you have that in lieu of one gotcha one class so yeah like now this fall I am grad student coordinator and I'm also teaching one class gotcha yeah yeah. So at OSU, for those of you who are interested in being or like even applying to like OSU's English department, the assistantships for master's or um, PhD students, they uh, they give you the opportunity to teach two classes for 20 hours a week is like the mathematically like whatever they however they break it up. Mm-hmm. And so Sean gets one class and then is in this position. So you do get paid for this position as if you were teaching a class. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas at TCU, our 20 hours are for one class or one RA position, in my case, ADC. So it works a little bit different, but at least you still get to kind of do both. Wow. I didn't know that, Natalie. Like, yeah, you, you only teach one class a semester. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. I, I, I think there might be a little bit more of a need at OSU because they are a bigger institution, but mm. I also yeah. think it's to protect, you know, making sure that people are moving through the program. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors and that's why I bring it up because I think it's interesting that they allowed you to still teach and that this position, the hours that they've allocated for this position of graduate student coordinator still lets you, it, it's sufficient enough time to be able to accomplish what you need to based off of the hours that are given. I'm yep. sure sometimes you have more or less, you know, in there, but, um, awesome. And so did you interview for this position? No, I just sent in a, um, uh, a cover letter. I think that was it. I think I just sent in a cover letter. Oh, and my uh, CV and just said, uh, this is why I would like to do it. Um, I said again, that I'm kind of like a people person. Um, I try to be friendly with everybody and, uh, also, I had had some conference experience before, obviously the online one from a year before, but also I participated in two conferences at San Diego State when I was getting my MFA. So I kind of knew what they looked like and I kind of knew what the day was like, the morning sessions, the lunch, the afternoon sessions, the keynote speaker, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's it. And then that... Uh, I don't know if a lot of people applied for it, actually. <laughs> I think some people were like, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be, that sounds way too stressful to be to be leading up a conference, which we can talk about more today. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, I just knew, I knew also that Dr. Link had planned some conferences before. So I knew, I knew it was going to work out. That's um, smart. That's smart thinking about like who is so, sort of the faculty member that's overrunning that and what exactly. they know and whether, you know, whether you could get along with them, I think is always things to kind of think about as well. And Dr. Link is great. I've worked with her maybe just a little bit, but just so, so friendly and just so, uh, just great. So I'm really happy that, that mm-hmm. she ended up working out with you. Um, 
So we had the conference back in April. When did you actually start planning for it? Oh, good question. Pretty early. August. Oh, August. I, uh, Literally August. Wow. Yeah. I, I was actually kind of jumping the gun like over like last summer. I think mm. I wrote to Dr. Link and I was like, hey, when do you think we should? The biggest thing was the date. Like what date should we have it? So I think I wrote to <clears throat> Dr. Link in July. Gotcha. By the way, I'm sorry that I keep clearing my throat. I'm getting over a cold. Sorry. Anyway, oh, that. I didn't know you were sick, Sean. Oh, I, I get one of these summer sicknesses and oh, it's, okay. it's so annoying and whatever. But anyway. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. You can you can be clearing your throat. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, about last summer. Last summer I uh I was really worried about like a date. I was like, oh, we need to we need to get this date um short up right away. Um so I reached out to Dr. Link and I was like, hey, it's July. I don't know, but what date do you want to do this? And Dr. Link was like, hold off, <laughs> hold off for one second. We'll, we'll talk about it next month. I was like, okay, all right, sorry. So um, I was kind of, I, I was kind of jumping the gun a little bit, but in August, I basically, um, yeah, we reached, we knew we want that. The big thing was um, the date and what venue to have it. And that took a while. I don't know about how things are at TCU, but for us, we had um, a couple places we could have had it. First of mm -hmm. all, we could have had it in the English building, Morrow Hall. But that would have been kind of like, I hate to say it, but kind of just like cheap looking and kind of just kind of like uneventful and just like going into some classrooms. And, and, and also, we were having our conference on a Friday afternoon. So maybe some people might be still lurking around Friday, you know, from classes and so on. Um, that was one choice. Another choice was to have it in the student union. There was something, though, the student union, we couldn't, if it was at the student union, there's like certain rules, like we couldn't sell stuff or think, I don't know, I, I can't, but we knew we wanted to have it at the West Walk-In Center, which is like this designated kind of like convention center that we have, like a conference area. I don't know if you guys have that at TCU, but we decided this is the perfect place. So that was the first thing I wanted to do was reach out to West Watkins. We threw a couple dates out at them and they were like, yeah, we have these dates open. And we went from there. So we, we did this all in like August. Wow. Um, so that was the first big thing, but it took a couple weeks and that was just me and Dr. Link. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Man, do you remember texting me about what possible dates? Do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. You were you were asking, we're like, okay, April. Okay, when's Easter? Okay, what about this? And what about this? Is that too late? Like, I remember you texting me about it. And I don't remember what point. I mean, probably it was August or something like that. But yeah. But the dates are very important to think about. Like, do you yeah. want to do it before finals? Do you want to do it? You know, can't do it too late in the semester. People have checked out. Like, that's a really hard thing to think about. Yeah. Conferences are, you know, first of all, there's some conferences that are just over the summer. Like, yeah. I know there was like this environmental lit one that I almost thought about going to up in Portland, Oregon. And it was like in July. And, you know, that's the summer. But if you are going to have a conference at your school, the the weeks fill up really quick. 
And um, first of all, you got to know about like finals are coming up. You can't be like too close to finals. For me, I felt like the fall was out. You know, you got to do it in the spring. You can't do it when you come right back in January or we actually thought about at the end of February. That was initially our first date at the end of February. And then I found out that's when all the PhD exams are. Could not do that. I was actually taking one of the PhD exams. So I was like, can't do that. So um, that was a little bit of a mess up. So I had I had to call back West Watkins Center and said, hey, um, we can't do it in February. Do you have any other dates in April? And, and he was like, yeah. And then like March comes and March has that spring break right there. And that's kind of that's kind of a little tough planning around there. You don't want to do it right before. You don't want to do it right after. You're going to lose people who are going to be out of town or whatever. Um, there was also there's also a big creative writing conference called AWP right around then, like the week before. So we knew April was the best time. And um, we ended up doing it the last weekend of April, which is getting close to finals, I realized. We decided uh, probably this year, this next conference, we're going to move it up to like middle of April, we're thinking. Ooh, around my birthday. Yeah. Will that work for you? Like mid-April? I'm sure I'm going to make it work because I had so much fun at the conference. So yeah. heck yeah. Heck yeah. So to, to summarize, um, yeah, looking at dates are a big thing. D- once you get the dates and once you get the venue, everything else falls into place. Um, you, you you square those away. You look for a time when you're going to get a lot of students. Um, you're not going to have finals or any vacations and so on. And you go from there. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that because that sounds very stressful. Um, mm. When you're making these decisions, um, well, when you're trying to make these decisions, is this something that you really have power over or do you have to go in and check in with Dr. Link or... Anybody like how many, how, how much of a decision do you actually get to make? I think, I think Dr. Link and I have kind of like usually the final say and, um, and Dr. Link, like, trust me. And like, you know, to a point of just saying, go ahead email them. I trust you, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to do anything by her. Um, so I think we kind of have like the final say, uh, um, but we also assembled a team and we did that next. We did that in like September. And I basically reached out. I reached out to a couple of people I knew, but also we made it fair. And we sent an email to all the grad students and said, hey, anybody um, want to be interested in any of these positions? Like I said before, the conference chair, the social chair, the social media chair, the treasurer. And I'll tell you, one thing that always scares me is money <laughs> and the treasurer. And we had a great treasurer. Um, yeah. And uh, and he had done it before. Um, and uh, he, he had done it before for like a, um, a TESOL conference. And, um, and he was like, hey, I, I, I totally like spreadsheets and stuff. So, uh, yeah, his name is Tegan and he is amazing. And I think Tegan's going to help do it again this coming year, possibly. Um, But um, yeah, it was really great having him. But then when we started to have decisions, so one of our first 
big decisions as well. And so anyway, I sent the email out to everybody and I got I got some good feedback. You know what's interesting? A lot of people who applied to help were first year students. I thought that oh, was wow. really, really cool. Yeah. That's really enthusiastic, like mm-hmm. feeling like you get so excited that people actually want to be involved. That's awesome. I love that. And I said to them, I was like, you know what? I know it's your first year, so you got like tons of stuff going on. Um, I'm probably not gonna choose you, no offense, but we would love to have you later on, like work at the conference, maybe as like a moderator. And that's what we did. I, I followed up with uh with all those people who had applied and found spots for them. But but we ended up uh having a great team and um yeah, and and so Dr. Lincoln and I chose, and you know who we, we we thought you know would work, and and by the way, some people worked out and some people didn't. There were some people who dropped out. Um, there were some people who dropped out like within a week. You know, they they were like, "This sounds like a lot of work. I'm not going to be able to do it." And I was like, "No problem, thanks." And there were some people who dropped out months later, and it was like, "Okay, I mean, wh- what are you going to do? You, you know, you can't." You know, I'm like one of their colleagues. So I'm just like, <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. I, I get it. Um, and, and sometimes there's other people who say, hey, I can step up and help. So we we did have somebody who did join us, who, who ended up joining us later, but then she dropped out too. Oh, dang. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but we, we did have a core of people that, that we, that we would meet. And we started meeting, um, once every two weeks um, via Zoom, which I think was probably too much. Um, we don't even need to, like this coming year, I'm thinking maybe we can meet like once a month on Zoom mm-hmm. and we can just email everything else. But anyway, but yeah, after getting the venue and the date, it was coming up with the team next and then coming, and then we did our, our first, our first uh, order of business was uh we need to come up with a theme oh yeah how fun was that i think that sounds like the most fun part it was very very cool um coming up with a theme and uh yeah so what i did was i went and i looked i just googled googled like other conferences (laughs) and looked at what their themes were and the themes are always like they're always kind of like the same a little bit in that English department conference themes, pretty much they're able to include some kind of creative writing, literature, TESOL, um, blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like everything, um, comp, writing center studies, all that. Um, so you want to you wanna find a theme that can include all five or six of those strands, right? And then you want to find, um, I don't know, something that's like kind of interesting, uh, like for instance, I remember I went to a conference a long time ago and it was called shattering. And just like that word shattering, it sounds interesting, right? Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, it, and it was all about like, you know, breaking down like canons and breaking down like traditions and doing new things. So that's what shattering meant, or it could mean something totally else, you know, something completely different. But yeah, and we were thinking like, what theme could we do for this conference? And I started thinking of like 
the news and I didn't want to get too political and I didn't want to get like too like news heavy and stuff with everything that's been going on the last couple of years. But one thing you can't avoid is the pandemic. And it seemed like we were starting to finally come out of the pandemic and so on. And, um, and it seemed like it was like a return to somewhat normalcy. If, I don't know if normalcy is ever going to happen, whatever, whatever normalcy is, but, but basically coming together again as a community. And we kind of went with that and um, yeah. And we went with, um, I'm trying to remember what the original word was. It wasn't mending. No, no, no. I know but before. Oh. mending. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm trying to think what it was before that. It was, yeah, but um, just one time we, we were all talking and we came up with the word mend. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, kind of like stitching something back together, you know, mending. And then um, and then we came up with another word, like going off in a good direction, momentum. And oh, that's right. We came up with mending and momentum. And I really like that theme. I almost kind of wish we could do that theme again, but we're we're not going to be able to. But you know, what I like really like about that theme is it's it's really positive. It's it's a really positive. You're not just going to come in and and completely just like tear down everything and tear into people and tear into whatever. It's not tearing. It's the opposite of tearing. It's it's bringing things back. Um, I love that. So. Yeah, the mending and momentum theme, we went we went with that. And obviously we have to come up with another theme for next year. But it, it it's it's gonna be a little different, but it's gonna follow those same guidelines as far as you know, interesting, um, can incorporate all the different strands of the English department and um yeah, something fun. Yeah, yeah. Um I want to go back to something you said earlier about like looking and putting together a group of people and just the reality that like as grad students, sometimes it's just so hard. Like we want, we want to be a part of it, right? Like even those people who dropped out, you know, who said they were going to help and then they dropped out. It's like, we want to be a part of these things. And I think not only like, do we want to be a part of them, but like in your case, um, it's also probably good on your CV to be able to have this conference experience, right? So it's like, it it seems very appealing, uh, even though you think that you were the only one who applied. I think it's very appealing. Um, yeah. But just thinking about like people coming and going as a part of like the group that was supposed to help and some who came later and some, you know, who, who left a little bit earlier. Like, I think it's just, it just goes to show like in this position or when you do anything with graduate students, I think it's hard to it's hard not to feel upset when someone wants to leave or you know but I mean thinking about our own selves we're grad students we have assistantships we have to teach we have to do you know our exams and whatnot so it's like yes I'm upset because I have to go find someone to help fill in this spot but at the same time like it's just the reality of graduate school So I appreciate you sharing that things are kind of coming and going, ebbing and flowing yeah. in, in, in that case, because you're working with people and that's just, that's just really how it is. So, um, yeah. and then, um, as far as the theme goes, I think one thing that's really interesting and obviously conferences are different depending on disciplines and whatnot. I think the fact that, and not that I doubted this, but I think the fact that you all thought about how to incorporate everyone in the discipline and not sort of single yourself out and put yourself like 
only certain people are able to pass through this gate in order to be at this conference, which I know we're going to get to more later about just really making this for everyone. Um, so I really appreciate that you guys really were conscious about that, especially at a school like OSU where there's what four or five different disciplines within the English department that's not even considering like film I'm, I'm pretty sure film is even a part of that too so it's like um, yeah. you it's yeah like you have to work with that and want to include everybody especially because the point of a conference is, is like we want to sit here and gather together and talk about all this theme in so many different ways and I think that that was you guys picked such a great thing that I felt like that was so successful. Like everybody tackled it in such a, in their own way. And it just, it just worked out so well. So I really appreciate that you gave us insight into the importance of picking a theme that fits for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I, I, I want to back up to something you, you said too, about, um, I don't know. I, I was thinking of, uh, when I apply, Oh, you you're talking about the CV. And how it would look good on a CV. And yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you take on something like this, I mean, it's one thing to go to a conference. It's another thing to, to plan the conference. And I think, um, um, yeah, I've talked to professors and they say um, when they have tenure track uh, interviews, they're looking for somebody who's going to come in and bring something else besides just teaching and research. Um, they're always looking for somebody who's going to come and stay for a while. Um, I had a professor tell me, <clears throat> he said, when, when we, you know, when, when we interview, we look for somebody who is, um, going to want to do things like this, work with the graduate students, put on conferences, be department head and so on. So, um, I think something, having something like this is very, very important. And it, it reminded me of when <clears throat> when I did apply for the job, I remember one thing it did say on the uh, application, it, 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 but it did say, um, you know, for grad student coordinator, if you're interested in doing admin work at the university, this would be right up your alley. And I thought that was really interesting. I think, um, I think for a lot of us, you know, we're, you know, as PhDs, we're going to go off and we're going to try to get teaching jobs, right? But um, but sometimes we might, I don't want to say settle, but I think some of us are even interested in going outside the classroom and working in admin for a university. I mean, I look at those deans, I look at those assistant deans, associate deans, whatever, you know, and so on. And granted, those are professors, you know, from departments and so on. But I mean, they're always hiring some kind of admin for for jobs and I, I think I think I think out of all of the grad student jobs you can have um if you wanted to go for admin I think the grad student coordinator is probably most lined up for something like that and right? as someone who likes admin work I mean I want to be a WPA you know a writing center director I would apply for this position if I was at OSU. I really would. And I have a little bit of experience with planning a conference when I was at OSU with my master, getting my master's degree with the writing center. Um, so I know kind of a little bit. It, it's definitely nowhere near what Sean has done and his group has done. But I would agree. This is such an administrative sort mm -hmm. of 
deal behind the scenes prepping like you said bringing like the idea of you being in charge of having a whole conference is huge and and this wasn't just and I I'm biased because these are my friends but like this wasn't some rinky dink conference this was a full on like great it was great it really was great and I've been to bad conferences Right. And it was not like this. Like this was legit. And and obviously, as we can tell from what Sean is telling us, like the amount of work and the thought process behind all of it, like you're going to learn a lot of things and how to kind of maneuver your way through the institution on figuring out dates and where you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. have the conference itself and like working with grad students. Like all of this just seems like such a great CV line. If, if we're really going to boil it down to that, it is going to be a great CV line. But I mean, look at the skills that you've yeah. acquired along the way. So I think, yeah, I mean, this, this, yeah. this position is really cool. Yeah. You know, I, I would say if you're interested, you know, all you PhDs out there who are interested in doing more besides just teaching, like being a, a assistant department head, department head, um, the grad student head, um, all these other different leadership positions, and then reaching out to like maybe even a, become a dean and, and work for the university. I think it would be a very, very good, it could be a very good job. I tell you what was really cool was, you know, we, we got a lot of people from TCU. Thank you, all you TCU people who came up. There were a lot of people from University of Oklahoma there. And I remember talking to um, one of the, the grad students at University of Oklahoma, and they were like, this is so great. You don't understand. We don't have any conferences. Um, so, yeah, it, it's wild to think that um, we were the only we're the only major university having uh, an English department conference, like within like four or five hours um, right there in the Southern Plains of the U S. So yeah, it worked out really well. And, and there's a lot of people out there who want to, who have just written a paper or who are doing some kind of research and they want to share it and they're willing to jump in the car and drive a couple hours. So that's what I did. Yeah. And it's so cool meeting all those different people, you know, like for me, one thing I just love was meeting all these different people um, from other universities, but also I got to meet other professors from, from the other humanities departments. Um, we ended up having people come in from outside the English department. We had um, the gender and women's and sexuality studies. There were a lot of them there. We had people from psychology. Um, we had some, we had some other departments as well. And, um, and last but not least, the dean of the College of Arts and Sciences was there Friday night, and he stuck around all day Saturday. And I got to be out in the lobby with him, drinking some coffee with him, and talking to him. And I was like, "This is so cool to be talking to you know all these people." And um, so again, it goes back to again what I'm saying about the admin. If you're interested in admin and and hobnobbing with all of these different people, it's it's really cool and it's. A grad student coordinator is, uh, yeah, it, it's a good spot to do all that. Well, and one thing that I'm sure everybody who's a grad student who's been to a conference, one of the biggest things that you will hear is, oh, this is a good networking opportunity. Yeah. And you're right. You know, it is a great opportunity if you're attending to network and and meet people in different disciplines and whatnot, and just even people from different universities. But you're specifically speaking into like that definitely happens like as the coordinator, as someone who's in a position of of deciding, you know, what happens at this conference or like how that all goes about it. Like 
you're meeting, you know, you're hanging out with the Dean of, of Arts and Sciences, you're meeting like all these different faculties. So it's like, and, and, and I think this is, and I, I think this is really where what you said, like at the beginning of this episode, as far as like, um, you have to be people person, you have to be a people person. And like, I know not everybody is, but, and I think you and I are very much of the same brain, which is probably why I would imagine myself doing something like this, like, when you're putting on something, throwing a party, when you're doing something like that, you want to make sure your guests come into this and and see that you've put in that effort and that this isn't some rinky-dink type of deal. <laughs> and that puts you in a position even more so to talk to the people who are there, right? And when you talk to people, you make connections. And the next thing you know, they're asking you, how can I help? How can I donate? How can I do this? Can I come back next year? And like, you're forming these relationships. So you thought networking happened when you attended a conference. Imagine what happens when you're a part of that conference and planning it. Networking seems to be such a huge, everything you just said is basically networking, right? Yeah. By the way, I'm so glad you brought up parties because Everyone, I was the person at OSU who had parties at my house. <laughs> even yes, even during grad school, uh, you, you, you know, you can still have you can still have parties on Friday nights or or whatever. You know, you, you get your stuff done. But but I I I was fortunate to have a nice house like right near campus, and I had a yard, and so I would have cookouts, and I would invite people over for to watch the football games and so on. And, um, but I always made sure, you know, that, you know, that uh, I, I always wanted to invite a lot of people and I don't know, it's just the way I am. I, I like having people around and I like, uh, and, and I like everybody getting along and, and I like seeing like a good scene of everybody talking and having fun. And I always make sure there's plenty to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always grilling out and stuff. So I was, I'm always about food too. If, if you want to attract people, you have a lot of food. And that is very um, true with uh, conferences as well. You make sure that there's food there and there's coffee. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that might be a good segue into fundraising because that's going to be, somebody's got to pay for this conference, right? Yeah. So what were your experiences with that aspect of the graduate student coordinator position? Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, money was always worrying me. Uh, and um, I remember like I was talking to my dad and my my dad is like very um, fickle, we'll say, with uh, money and so on. And he's like, what if you don't get it? Raise enough money to pay for this. Where who's where does it come from? And I like joked with him. I said, dad, I, I, I put it on my American express card, you know, you know, I'm like, dad, don't worry. It's going to work out and whatever. But, um, yeah, so, um, we have a, um, fundraising. We knew we had to raise some money. What we did was, uh, Oklahoma state's got this fantastic program. I think it's pretty fantastic. It's called, um, philanthropete get it pistol pete philanthropete uh, might be a little corny love it i wonder if tc i bet tcu has something um i bet ou and i bet all these other schools around have something where they send you emails and they're asking for some kind of money right for donations or something and i would look into that um but this this philanthropete program basically if you have like a club you can sign up 
for this month long fundraiser and it's like in November. And so I went to this meeting and there was, there was like the OSU rowing club was there. Um, like they, they would go off and they would like canoe and, and, and row, I guess around the lake nearby. And, uh, but there was also the aviation, um, crew. So they, you know, they would go up and fly the planes and, and so on. And, um, there were a bunch of other clubs, um, probably like about 20, 30 clubs. And we all, um, we all like applied and got into this fundraising thing and this philanthropy. And uh, it was basically like November, I think it's called, isn't it called like giving, isn't there like a giving Tuesday or giving Monday? You know what I'm talking about? It's that Monday after Thanksgiving, right? Something like that. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So anyway, it led up to that. Gotcha. Um, Like this is the time of year when people are feeling generous. It's, before kind of right before Christmas, so you're not spending a lot of money yet. This philanthropy was it's basically like this whole online campaign. And um I basically it was really easy to do. Um they helped me set it up and I put a couple pictures on there of some grad students and I just said, hey, we're having our first big grad student conference um coming up if you can donate money. And I had little increments. I had like $20 and like $50 and all the way up to like, you know, I think like 500. And, um, and, uh, and it was cool. And what I would do is I would send, I, I did not reach out to grad students. I knew grad students would be like, no way. I don't have any money. Like, okay, okay. You know? So I, but I did email the professors um, once a week. And for like, what, four weeks, five weeks, just that, you know, just being like, hey, we have our philanthropy program. We have a conference coming up. It's called Mending and Momentum. Give if you can. Thank you. Um, and if you if you give, you know, you, you get to come to the conference for free, you know. And um, yeah, we had some professors who, who gave. Um, there were not a lot of professors, I'm going to be honest. Um, I was kind of a little, I'm sorry, OSU professors. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get more professors, but I think also it was professors who were like, what is this? What, you know, this is the first time conference. Well, let me tell you what, a lot of professors came to the conference and were like, wow, this is really good. So I'm expecting a whole lot more donations next year. Yeah. Now that they know it's like a real conference. But I... Uh, I, I, I kept I kept emailing professors. I emailed professors from other um, other uh, departments in the College of Arts and Sciences. I, I even emailed um, the deans. And last but not least, I emailed my family members. And I ended up raising quite a bit of money from like family room, you know, like I have like a group text, you know, I send out to my family and I just send out there, hey, everybody, I'm putting together this conference, you know, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out to some people that you know, and, and people always give. Like, if anybody ever reaches out to me and it's like, hey, I'm doing a fundraiser, can you give money? I'll be like, yeah, no problem. So we ended up raising, we ended up raising like almost $5,000. That's awesome. Really, it was really, really cool. And we also had a big donor, um, somebody who was an alumni of the English department. And it was so cool. So, um, yeah, they 
they donated and um but yeah we ended up we ended up it, it's funny how departments it, you always find some money also some other places so we had some other we reached out to our department head and we found some other some monies that were around and um yeah i i think we ended up i think we ended up breaking even or making a little bit more you know and um and by the way i mentioned this earlier about charging the professors um you know you want to charge you want to charge the professors you you, you want to make a little bit of money um so we charge the professors like 40 bucks like big deal 40 bucks is nothing um if you look at some of the conferences that people go to 300 400 500 dollars like their conferences are expensive they are yeah but if you keep it at 40 bucks for professors that is nothing and a big decision we argued over should we charge grad students and it, and it was like should we charge yeah should we charge um grad students from other institutions too should we should we charge you people at tcu and um i thought it was so great because of the fundraiser and because of just everything else where we found some money we ended up having free yeah free um what is it free free acceptance admission free, or whatever free admission thank you that's it good free admission to all grad students yeah. and um and that was every like basically if you're if you're presenting yeah you're getting it for free no matter awesome. what institution you're from and then we chart and then um but what was great was for Oklahoma State students because this is Oklahoma State you could go for free as well. I just thought that was really cool. Like, no, I mean, you come in, you get to watch presentations, you have coffee and breakfast, then you have lunch and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was a great deal. Yeah, no, it, I, I think don't sleep on regional conferences because I know all of us want to go mm -hmm. to four C's and we want to go to AWP and we want to go to all these big conferences, which are fantastic and great and whatever. But they're expensive, y'all. And granted, they're on a larger scale. Like I went to four C's and I swear I probably ran into like 3,000 people. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, at one of the conferences that Dallas has been to, I think her entry fee was like 250 or something like that. Like it was, it, it gets expensive. So if you can't make it to, if you can't afford to go to larger conferences, check out to see what conferences are in the regional area. Like, yeah. I'm in Texas. Sean uh, goes to OSU. And so, you know, there's a conference happening at OSU next year, you know? So it's like, I think these conferences are really grad student friendly, especially this one. I mean, you didn't charge entry if you got accepted or, or, what, or like at all, just in general. And like, you got to, I remember when I went to Four C's, one of the biggest issues was that we want graduate students to go to these things. They'll pay the fee up front, which honestly was reasonable. It was like 60 bucks. It's like, okay, that's a little bit better compared to like 200 plus. But then there's the food. There's the food part. And if you're a grad student, you don't have a lot of money. And so the fact that this regional conference was able to not only admit students for free, but then also give them food. And it was great food. I enjoyed the breakfast and everything. Like it wasn't like crumbs, y'all. It was like 
actual like breakfast and fruit and like things that were going to fill you up, especially if you don't have that money, because maybe instead if you're traveling, you're spending, you know, your money on Airbnb and you don't have much for food. Like they had food. So mm-hmm. don't sleep on these regional conferences. If you're a grad student, like you can still network and get, you know, a conference under your belt and stay within budget. So you're not spending all your money trying to go to a conference like see what's see what's in your area know that there's one at oklahoma state if you're in the english department they have one like you know reach out go go to those little smaller conferences if that's all you can afford because they they could be just as great as as larger conferences yeah absolutely yeah I'm, i'm so glad you brought that up yeah look into regional conferences where you're not flying and paying for a flight and a hotel and stuff you know, I know a lot of people just drove, you know, like an hour or so to our conference and then went home, you know, um, and still were able to get like this whole experience out of it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. And um, while I'm thinking about it right now, too, uh, all you TCU people who are listening or others who are listening, um, apply, <laughs> apply for our conference. It's coming up. Uh I don't know. More more info more information is gonna be coming out this fall. Um, I'll make so. sure I'll make sure to put some info on the Instagram for the podcast. And mm-hmm. um just I'm just gonna keep emailing everybody and telling because I'm gonna be there, you know, like it was such a good time and like Stillwater's such a nice little town and it's such a great like drive there too. So yeah, you definitely yeah. definitely reach out if apply if you're if you're able and you're not living too far. You might be like Kansas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Texas, like that's mm-hmm. right next door, like to Oklahoma. So, you know, regional conferences can be really great. Um, yeah, I really like to that um, where we, yeah, you're right about Stillwater. Stillwater is a small little town. If you haven't been there, you basically just drive right in the town. There's a couple lights and you just go to the university. There are no freeways, there are no interstates, there's none of this stuff. There's plenty of parking. There's plenty of free parking, you know. Yeah. And 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 it's it's right in the middle. It's near Tulsa, Oklahoma City, but it's also like only four hours from Kansas City and it's four hours from DFW area. So that that, that covers a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good location uh, mm-hmm. for to be a regional conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any other behind the scenes you want to give us? So we talked about fundraising. We talked about like working with grads, like other grad students and faculty, like yeah. anything. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Um, Yeah. You know what? I remember. So we started from scratch, you know, completely with this conference. Um, yeah, we had it last year, but we really didn't have a name for it. So we came up with the Southern Plains Conference. Um, yeah. And, and what I did was before doing that i googled and made, made sure there was no other southern plains conference but the, it turned out there was another southern plains conference and i think it's somewhere like in the panhandle of texas um it's not i don't even think it's like yeah it might be like around lubbock it might be around there but it was for education it was completely like not english department and i, I said to myself you know what southern plains it's a cool name, but it's also like you could have a couple different things called Southern Plains. I mean, how many conferences are probably called Midwest or right. West Coast or whatever? So that was a thing. Um, what else? When it came down to 
money. Um, most of your, if you are going to plan a conference, most of your money is going to go towards the rental space. If they charge you, um, like they, they charged us, um, for having this conference at this really nice place. And, uh, and, and they hook you up with like all the laptops and the, and the microphones and they have somebody there on call. So when you start freaking out and say, eh, nothing's working, there's somebody there who is helping, you know, the guide you along. Um, food is another big thing. Food is another, um, catering. And again, we, we had to start from scratch. So we looked all around. Um, we looked at some other like catering businesses that were in Stillwater and some of the other towns over. And in the end, best thing to do, OSU has a, had a catering service and, um, and, it's quite a bit of money. It's about the same as amount as the rental space. So the rental space and then the, um, and then the, uh, the, the catering, that's what most of your budget is going to go towards. But, but usually, um, universities will have something like that. Um, they'll have, they'll have a, a rental space somewhere you can go and have it. Um, and then some kind of catering. Um, I would say if you're, conf if you're confused, reach out to your student union, your student union would know. Yeah, because they're, universities are always having events. So, you know, you, you know, people are coming into town, groups are gathering there and so on. So you could just go to them and say, hey, we are thinking about having an English department conference. Where do you guys have it? What do you guys do for food? Blah, blah, blah. There's something else, too, about uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is we, we, we had to send out um, applications or emails to everybody. And, uh, and so I worked with Rachel, Rachel was my conference chair and Rachel did such a great job. Rachel Clammer, um, who recently, Dr. Rachel Clammer recently got her PhD. Congrats. Um, but Rachel like found like all the department heads from all the universities within like a seven or eight hour <laughs> range. And she gave me all of them. And and then I started emailing, like for TCU, I think I emailed the department head, but I also reached out to you as well, Natalie. But like OU and, and everybody else, Kansas, Kansas State, so on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so you, you reach out to them and, and you send out, you know, this application. We also came up with a website. Um, a website was, a you know, um, we had somebody who did who did the website for us. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was Dr. Link. <laughs> Dr. Link knew how to do that. Came up That's with hard. That. Yeah. Yeah. It came up and, and um, so, yeah, you could pretty much uh, fill out your, um, the application and, uh, and, and send it to the website. And, and then we collected all those through there. But my, my recommendation is um, I think, you want to invite people around the end of October. And then um, that way they know and they have a couple months. And then we had applications were due by a couple weeks into January. So that way people have plenty of time. They're in a fall class. Maybe they're working on a paper or something like, ooh, I'm working on a paper right now. And I could do this for the conference coming up next spring. And, um, and then you have Thanksgiving weekend and you have um, Christmas vacation. 
to shore up everything. And then, yeah, that, that worked out the best though, was, was uh, setting up the announcement, the call for proposals, we, we called it in uh, October and then January. And I think, um, yeah, we ended up uh, pretty much like filling it up. Um, I think we made it, we might've even given another two weeks. So don't be afraid if you don't have enough proposals coming back or applications coming back to be like, hey, we're going to extend this for like two more weeks. And then some people might be like, oh yeah, oh, I forgot, you know, um, and so on. But Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I think a lot of the times we're on the receiving end too of like, you see a CFP and you want to apply. And then we think about like, when, when are we going to hear back? And so I think the fact that you let people know in October, so you're like letting people know like a long time in advance, that way it gives y'all time if you're working on the conference to look through all the, the, the proposals that have been sent in too. And like you said, um, usually conferences extend for two weeks, three weeks or whatever. So you, you might still be able to enter or, or apply, I should say, yeah. um, to the conference. Yeah. And let's say you're doing a conference for the first time and you're not getting back, you know, enough proposals. I mean, I, I would reach out to a couple friends. <laughs> Why not? Be like, hey, I got a few more spots. You want to you want to take it? Um, usually people do that. And um, we actually ended up kind of doing that with we needed moderators. Moderators are basically, if you're not familiar, moderators are like somebody who's kind of like leading the session of presentations. So like for Natalie, um, it was Natalie and Mark and and, and Tristan. And uh, and then we had R Richard, right? Uh, um, yeah. What, what's it, what, no, no, no. Mark was the moderator. What am I Mark, saying? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Mark, Mark was, was the wrong. moderator. Yeah. Yeah. And Richard was on this. But um, I, I, reached, I reached out to some people. I was like, hey, Mark, do you want to do this? And Mark was like, yeah. And, um, and I reached out to some other people. I was like, Hey, I think you'd be great for a moderator. You want to do it? Usually they're not going to say no. Usually they're going to be like, Oh yeah, show on anything, you know, sure. Um, and, uh, so yeah, um, don't be afraid to reach out to people is what I'm saying to fill in some slots at the last minute. Yeah, no, I mean, tell your friends, like, you know, we're doing this all together. One thing that I, that this makes me think about too, is, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about this position of graduate student coordinator and just like planning the conference. But like, I also think about you don't have to be in charge. You could also just volunteer your time and, and support your department or support the conference in any way. And still, it still counts the CV line. Obviously, you didn't do fundraising and all those types of things, but just help people out, like help people out, be a part of it, get your feet wet in that sense and see if this is something you want to continue doing. Yeah, that's a really good point, Natalie. <clears throat> Think about that. This conference, how many CV lines it created for people? Um, obviously, grad student coordinator and people who worked on the conference, but all the people who presented, all the people who moderated. Um, even what about people who just went and just sat in the audience and were like, this is really good. I think I could do this next year. And then they come back and do it next year. Yeah, yeah, everyone too. benefits everyone benefits from it Absolutely. right so Absolutely. why not be a part of it mm -hmm. right i mean can we talk about some people who don't want to be a part of it like um sometimes there's some people who are afraid of conferences yeah i don't know have you natalie have you ever been afraid of like going to a conference the no because 
I spend all my energy being anxious about the flight to the conference that when I'm there, I'm like, this is the least of my worries. <laughs> so no, I haven't. Um, but I can, but I can, I mean, yeah, I mean, even just like people are scared to get feedback from, you know, mean feedback from people like people are maybe have social anxiety and the networking thing is a little bit more difficult for them. Like it, it can be scary, but it could also be so much fun. I think the 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 pros outweigh the cons. But yeah, I mean, yeah. presenting can be scary. Yeah, I, and I think that does stop some people from coming. And um, um, well, first of all, I mean, I would just say just go to the conference, just sit in the audience and just watch, and then have free food and so on. That's you can just do that. But but for other people, you know, as far as presenting. I know I, I've heard from some people who are afraid to present. Um, by the way, I've noticed a lot of there's always a lot of literature people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always. And you guys have a literature section, I know, at TCU and we do, too. But it's amazing. Most of the conference people I got uh, coming to present, they were literature people. I, I wonder why that is. We're, we're like. We have a big creative writing program at Oklahoma State. We did not have a lot of creative writers. And you would think creative writers would like to, you know, share their work and stand up and, you know, are a little bit a little bit more outgoing. But a lot of times that's not always the uh, the case. Um, yeah. So uh, I would say um, I think people are afraid to sometimes. Yeah, they, they have the anxiety of standing in front of a crowd. Hey, I get that. That's totally cool. If you. You know what? But sometimes you you could request to be like in a smaller room, you know, with, you know, you, you're not going to be up on a stage and, you know, on one of the big panels. I would say you can request to be in one of the smaller rooms, you know, with a few chairs and it's just a couple people, you know. Um, I think some people are very scared of getting feedback, like you said, or being asked questions. Um, uh, I did not see that at all at Oklahoma State. Have I seen it before at other conferences? Yes, I have. I have I, I have a couple times, um, uh, but uh, I think it all depends too on what the theme is. I think we had a very positive theme, um, and I think a lot. I think the panels that we selected and the presentations we selected were all very positive. You know, you know, we're not we were we we were not selecting things that were going to be very um, um, controversial. And, you know, if you're going to have controversial stuff, you're probably going to get some pointed questions and and, and so on like that. Um, just keep that in mind. Um, yeah. But I think if you have something that's pretty overall, pretty smooth <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and and is positive, again, I like saying positive, you're not going to get those questions and so on. You're not going to get a bunch of mean people and so on. And um, yeah, that was something I was, you know, keeping an eye and ear out for, but I never saw it. So I, I, I don't think, don't be worried about that. Yeah. And yeah, especially if it's mainly grad student focus too, like we're all still trying to figure out what we're doing, yeah. you know, like there's the development, we're all grad students. Like, of course, there's going to be that one person who's going to be, but, but like, we're all there to support you. Like, we're not going to sit here and test you. It's not a test. It's, it's, it's just a conference. We're just sharing our work and, seeing what other people got to say. Yeah, that's a really good point. What we we are yeah, we're still learning and uh especially getting up and and standing in front of a crowd and and doing that. 
And if somebody asks you a question and you don't know. Say you don't know. Why not say you don't know? Or just say, ah, I haven't thought about that. Or, uh, okay, yeah, just, all right, that's a good point. And then just move on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I have a final question. If you don't have anything else you want to add um, about, and if even if after the final question you want to say more, then you could say more. But I have a question. When you were doing this coordinator position, how was it balancing out your teaching and being a PhD student? Because you were doing, you know, you're still reading, you're still writing. Like, how was that balance? Was that difficult? No. No, it Amazing. wasn't. Um, I, uh, you know, for these, uh, for these positions for, you know, we're allocate, we're supposed to be doing like 10 hours of work a week. Right. I mean, the, probably the biggest thing for me was, you know, flying into Stillwater because right now I'm not living in Stillwater or I wasn't living in Stillwater at the time. So flying in the, you know, obviously I have to go to the conference. So I flew into Stillwater a couple of days before and stayed a day after. And, um, and so that was a big thing, obviously, but easy. I would, uh, I would meet with Dr. Link or just email with Dr. Link like once a week. And then um, we would meet as a staff, you know, like I said, every two weeks. Um, but usually there was like a certain break, like usually like on a Monday or a Wednesday, I would just I don't know. I, I, I would just, it was mostly just checking email. Really. It's just, it's checking email and writing emails back. And I don't know about you, Natalie, but I, I kind of love, I like emailing. Do you, <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you like emailing? Uh, no, not really. I kind of do. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just, I don't know. It's just my nature, but um, I like, like, I like getting emails from like people from like, oh, you or like the Dean or something. I'm like, oh, cool. You know? Oh yeah. Um, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, it, it's all about just checking your email every day during the week, try to email back as soon as possible, or you're going to forget it. Yeah. And I would usually do that like sometime in the morning, but yeah, it was, it totally, it, it, again, it's mostly an online job, you know? until it comes time to going to the conference and then and then at the conference you know yeah you're kind of uh you know you're there for the whole weekend and you're and I was just kind of going around and making sure that everything was going smoothly um we did have one hiccup and that was we ran out of coffee we ran out of coffee I do remember we, that we ran out of coffee on Saturday afternoon and I thought that was a good problem to have because that meant People are there. Yeah, they're <laughs> and, drinking it. And people are drinking it. And, um, but I went to the catering guy and I was like, hey, catering guy, can we get a little bit, another kettle of coffee? He was like, no problem. And I was like, yeah. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, th there's basically, th th there was that whole weekend, uh, you know, being a conference person and, um, but it was fun. And what was great about it was I had time to go around. I didn't just like sit at the, the main table in the front. I had a couple other people doing that too, but I was able to go around and see most, most of the, most of the presentations. And it was really, really, it's, I tell you what, 
there is no better feeling than to be like working on a conference all year and then it's happening. And then you're walking around the hallways and you're going in and here's somebody from another, you, you know, you're going into the room and there's a presentation here on this and a presentation here on this. And there's so much diversity going on. This, all these amazing talks are being, are being had. And it's just, it's such a great feeling. I, I remember afterwards, you know, going over and doing the podcast with you and, and Kayla and Mark and just feeling like on top of the world, it was like, ah, oh, worked out so well. Yeah. And that's an amazing feeling. I mean, really, guys, like it was it was a great conference, like beginning to end. It was it was so much fun. And Sean, you should be very proud of yourself and proud of you. And I know you are, but like proud of just like everybody that worked with you on that conference. And it's so cool that this opportunity is available for not just you, but like hopefully this is something that continues on after you graduate too. you know, continuously having this conference. It's Great experience, as you've you've mentioned, great experience, great relationship building, networking and, you know, figuring out how to navigate situations where you run out of coffee. You know, it's like that is so cool. And I'm so proud that you felt on top of the world at the end of it all, because I know how much you've put in the work and you've shared that with us today. And so it's just so exciting to see to see that, especially when grad school can get so bogged down and everything and you don't really see the results until later and so you got your results and it was fantastic and I'm so excited for I'm so excited that you are the coordinator again next year because I know that next year's conference is going to be just as awesome yeah and big thanks to um, all the professors who showed up and professors from other departments and all the other grad students I know you TCU, the TCU crew, you guys came up, you guys like drove four hours up and that was so awesome. It's uh, it's really cool to be sharing everybody's work and seeing what everybody else is doing. And like you said, networking, you never know. You might go and you might meet somebody, you know, from another university and be like, I like what you're doing. We, we should team up and do some research together on something and, and go from there. I mean, professors are doing that all the time, right? And then writing stuff in journals. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up today's episode? Um, again, uh, a plug. I'm going to plug the conference, Southern Plains uh, Conference 2024. It's probably happening in April 2024 at West Watkins Center, Stillwater, Oklahoma. And um, we're going to be sending out um call for proposals probably again this October. And uh, yeah, looking to uh, have a I, I, looking to have it to go even bigger and uh yeah really looking forward to it and meeting you all so um yeah that's pretty much it i'll make sure to share on my social media and obviously i'm going to continue sharing amongst the grad students at tcu um specifically in the english department but thank you so much sean for sharing everything that you've learned with me and with listeners and um i'm so grateful that we're friends and we got to chat Absolutely. Natalie, I love this show and uh, I wish you the best for this show. Just keep doing it. It's awesome. Thank you. Well, then that's going to wrap up today's episode. If you have any questions or any topics you want us to cover, go ahead and email us at the phd to be podcast at gmail.com or follow us on our Instagram, which is where you're going to see the CFP that I'll share for this conference. So we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.